Drunk Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk, Drunk Mythology, Mythology ga- Gals. Gals. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. We almost jinxed it. Damn. This is why we need OG. Oh, my God. And she's not here. Oh, damn. Yeah. Because- so why isn't she here? Okay. So she... <laughs> She's caught up in a difference of opinions with Loki. <laughs> oh, okay. There may there may have been some wagers involving flamingo cups and feather cloaks. Um, uh, wait, no, let me guess. Loki lost, and he's pissed because <laughs> you know he's not going to win. He's he's the idiot who makes the bet that he always ends up losing. <laughs> well, we don't know yet, but I'll just say I have two new flamingo cups in the Amazon cart, ready to ship if things don't go away. <laughs> okay, but I'm you know if I were Loki, and this is in no way. A suggestion. It totally is. It, yeah, I would it totally go for is. Her Deadpool cu- I would go for her Deadpool cup. Oh, that's cutting it deep. Wow. You're really what? like a Slytherin. Yeah, you're really going for the for the I hate the- that Deadpool cup. <laughs> it has supplanted the flamingo in her affections. <laughs> So yeah, we we're awaiting updates on the outcomes of all of this and we'll pass along, you know, information yeah. as we get it. <laughs> well, I guess it's fitting that OG isn't here for this week's topic because now we can talk smack about her because in a way, this week's topic is all about her or rather oh. her star sign. Hello, Aries. Oh, okay. Wow. But before we get started, what about our sacrifices to Odin this week? You mean other than the 45 minutes of rebooting (laughs) and running updates just to get logged on? And we weren't even drunk. We couldn't even do a drunk technology gals thing. We couldn't. couldn't. It was bad. It Um, was a sober technology gals thing and it was not fun. (laughs) But my, my biggest suffering is... It's the same thing it's been for what two months now. Yeah, and no, it's it's well, not my parents. That that's been you know ever present as well. But we are <laughs> in the last few days of the tax deadline, and I'm not done yet. <laughs> Oopsie doodles. I'm not done. I still have more to do. Oh. And it's. You probably know people that are amazing at these tasks that they do for people, like Mm -hmm. a home decorator who comes into your home and does an amazing job and your house looks fabulous Mm -hmm. and it's just the best thing ever. But they won't let you into their own home because their own home is the last thing to get attention. Yeah, they're probably a hoarder. I've been watching a lot of hoarders like. (laughs) Lately, I don't know why, or they just never get around, yeah, to taking care of their own decorating because mm-hmm. they're spending all their time on everybody else's. Yep, and yeah, so I haven't even started our taxes because well, you're gonna have fun this weekend because <laughs> I've been working on everybody else's taxes. 
Well, I'm sure Odin appreciates your mounting terror and dread. Oh, it's like <laughs> it seems like his nausea. Kind of <laughs> yes, it's nausea. And then, yeah, with the whole technology, with the computer just having issues, I was like, oh my God, what if the tax software won't load later? <laughs> <laughs> Odin, she's going to make you a sandwich, okay? <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I'm, I had my transplant um, intravenous infusion treatment yesterday and I just wiped right. out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It takes, you know, it, it's 28 days of medicine in 28 minutes, basically. So my oh, I never realized like, it was 28 minutes. Like it happened that fast. I thought you were sitting there like hooked up for like a couple hours. Well, so it not that a know, couple it, hours is really that different. No, but like I mean, it takes time to get the IV in, at least in my case. Um, oh right, and then you have to wait for the pharmacy to set up, send up the meds, and then oh. you know they have to go through and verify all your medication list, and then you know they hook you up, and then. After the um, one bag is done, then they put in a bag of saline, right? To flush it, so you get the rest of the medicine that's still in the tube. Yep. So you know, and that's another ten minutes, and then you have to, you know, have your physician consult um, in the clinic, and then that once everything's done, that's when they take your IV out. So you know, it the infusion itself goes pretty quick, but there's just a lot of stop, okay. start waiting. Gotcha. So it really is a couple hours in the morning. Like if I get there by seven, I'm out by maybe 1030. Oh, okay. So yeah, like I said, just there's waiting because they also have to wait yeah. till your blood work comes back. Hmm. And okay. Yeah. So, you know, but. Uh, and then it usually takes you a good day to bounce back from that. Yeah, it used to be I could go home, take a nap, and I'd be fine by that evening. But the longer I'm on this medicine and, you know, the further my kidney disease progresses, because it's, you know, it's still progressing. Like a transplant is never a 100% cure. It is a way of buying time because all of the medications okay. you need are actually, it, it's a, literally the double-edged sword because they suppress your immune system, but they also proceed to damage your kidney <laughs> over mm. the long term. So, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, wow. um, you know, we've been talking about when I'm going to go on the list again. Oh. Yeah. When is but, that? Uh, or do you even want to share that for the whole no, world? I'm fine <laughs> sharing it because if anybody is an A positive and healthy and has two kidneys and feels like getting tested in the next five years. Okay, it, so sometime in the next five years. It well, it it could it could be next month, it could be three years, it could be, you know, who knows. But it it, it would probably be within five years looking at the rate of decline okay. I'm experiencing. So, you okay. know, but that would put me up at 20 years almost. Wow. Because okay. next month is my 15-year transplantversary. Wow. That's yep. so awesome. I know. I have to think of something to give my uncle. Because I gave, you know what, 
I know exactly what I'm going to do. So when I first got the transplant, <laughs> I I was the first one out of bed. I just want to put that on record. I was the first <laughs> one to walk because they basically drag you upright and force you to walk. And I'm like, God right. But yeah, I brought him uh, a t-shirt that I had made for him that said, I gave my niece a kidney and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. lousy t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to make another t-shirt. I gave my niece a kidney 15 years ago and all I got was another lousy t-shirt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so yeah, I got to get that ordered. Making a note uh, to self. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you need me to write that down for you? Yes, please. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Talk about what you're drinking. I'm offering up my exhaustion. There you go. And my existential dread. There we go. Okay. So I'm actually not drinking drinking anything right now. I don't even have water in front of me. Are you serious? I am serious. I just. You need to pause and go get a. a, I at least a water. I just (laughs) no no. This is this is a day where I'm just fucking plowing through it. Because I also might have had two large coffees this morning. Oh, okay. But I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. (laughs) And what about you? You're going to laugh at this. I'm compensating for you because I have two glasses of water in front of me. I'm going to take a picture and I will, we'll be able to post this with the episode. I seriously have two glasses of water. Oh my God. Girl. One one is the, um, my, the other gen DMG pint glass Mm -hmm. and it has just regular cold water from the refrigerator dispenser. And -hmm. then I grabbed a second glass and put carbonated water. You know, the le quoi, l'eau gazeuse, as they say in French. I have no idea what you just Gaseous water. Oh, is that what they call it? Yep. L'eau, which is water, and gazeuse, which is gassy Gassy water. Fart water. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, that would be a different verb. No, that's a different verb. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll teach you that offline. Okay. <laughs> Mythology, 10-year-old boys and 10-year-old girls aren't that different. We all make fart jokes. Uh, have we shared where I'm going in three weeks? Have we talked about that? Online? No, we haven't. On, but on recording? I don't I know remember. if we have or not, but let's do it. Yeah, so <laughs> I've been doing uh, Duolingo French and really bugging Kate with a lot of it. You're not bugging me. I love it. (laughs) Well, some of the things it's teaching me are putting you in a rage. Admit it. Um, That's just, (laughs) that's a natural state of being. Like that's to be expected. It could say it's sunny outside. I'd be like, God fucking damn it. No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So Sam and I have a big milestone anniversary coming up. And applause. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to Paris and then a couple of days in London as well. I'm not jealous. Nope, not at all. 
Nope. <laughs> Not nope. in the least. Not. I don't feel a thing about it. <clears throat> so at this point, all I'm going to be able to, to do is say, Un croissant, s'il vous plaît? <laughs> no, that'll get you further than you think. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Bonjour. Un croissant, s'il vous plaît. C'est très merci. bien ça. Merci. Merci voilà. beaucoup. Merci, merci, merci. Ah, mais ça, c'est le plus important. I have no clue what you're saying. <laughs> I said that's the most important thing, to say thank you. Oh, yeah. In any language. So, exactly. So. Yeah. We do have an actual episode planned, even without OG. You, you I mentioned know. Aries. Yes. Yeah. So are you going to do the disclaimer? Oh my God, you're going to make me do it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Do not drink and drive cars, <laughs> chariots, eight-legged horses, double-fisted water glasses, uh, kidney transplants, t-shirts for your uncle, any of it. Just don't do it. <laughs> okay. How was that? Was that good? <laughs> almost as good as OG. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, you know, you have we have to give OG her like place to shine. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So, cuz it's never even as good as OG when I do it. So, right. She's, she's the queen she's of the disclaimer. The yeah, she is. All right. <clears throat> so, let's get started. A long time ago when the world was young. So it's almost officially spring. Almost. Almost. Spring equinox, it's, not too far off. It's Are you sure? Isn't it um isn't it April 21st? No, honey, it's oh, March. We missed it. Never mind then. Spring equinox um, is in Okay, March, so we're in honey. the middle of spring. It's a season of gentle rains, blushing blossoms, and stubborn as fucked horn animals astrology signs. <laughs> This is what we've been living with. This is the, our chaos. This is this is what life has been doing to us. This, life has yeah. been very lifey. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, for this gentle, beautiful time of year, we have two of the most dangerous animals on the Zodiac. Or oh. the astrology signs, yeah. So, so that's what we're going to talk about. Yes, we are currently under the sign of Aries the Ram. <laughs> okay. And uh, next month will be Taurus the Bull, which makes Alrighty. me a Taurus, and OG and Aries. <laughs> and given that we're two-horned animals that, like, you know, with strong as fuck personalities. It's kind of a miracle that OG and I haven't killed each other. <laughs> Especially since like, um, yeah. Oh, and you're a, wait, you're a horned animal too. Cause you're a Capricorn, right? I am. <laughs> Thank God we have Kim. Who's a Gemini. <laughs> I'm just is... sitting here quiet and just absorbing all this because I don't go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, so I, my mom went through a very big, like, 
not so much like believing in astrology, but learning all about it just because it was so okay. interesting. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Kim is a Gemini, which also explains why she was able to manage 12 points of view in that last book of the Sand Prince. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That whole series. <laughs> Phenomenal. So um, we'll talk traits later, but oh. uh, you're a, yeah, so you're a Capricorn. I'm a Taurus. Mm -hmm. OG is an Aries. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there is this is explaining a lot about our relationship. Uh, <laughs> the three-way. Yeah, three it is. <laughs> um, but yeah. And Kim's so, just along for the ride. <laughs> she's like, both of us are. <laughs> hey, bitches. All of me showed up. You're welcome. <laughs> you know she's going to troll us doing the, the, oh, the edits you know. on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I'm going to talk about how a uh, bad-tempered sheep managed to get itself enshrined as a goddamn constellation, because Aries oh. is also a constellation. Yes. So let's get started. Okay. I want you to start by casting your mind back to that episode on Medusa that we did with Gilly from the Telltale Cocktail podcast. Oh, yes. So remember how Poseidon, <clears throat> Poseidon, the god of the sea is an asshole mm -hmm. who doesn't get nearly enough shade thrown on him for the shit he does yeah he seems to like slip under the radar yeah he he fucked over medusa literally and figuratively yeah and so this myth starts with poseidon pulling a zeus uh-oh oh yeah oh yeah oh. yeah Damn. it's going there okay cue the okay. um barnyard noises <laughs> oh my goodness oh my so, goodness poseidon saw a beautiful maiden named theophane and he saw that she also had a lot of suitors because she was gorgeous um that clearly didn't suit him <laughs> I see Whatever. what you did there. I know, I know. Anyway, um, so he kidnapped Theophane and took her to an island called Cremesa. Okay. Yeah, so far, this is right out of Zeus's playbook. Yeah. And look, Cremesa and all the other names in this episode don't at me because I don't want to hear shit from the Vowels What Vowels Old Norse fan club. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Fenrir has plenty of vowels. Yes, Fenrir <laughs> does. Um, and, uh, okay, this next part of the myth, I genuinely don't understand because it just, it's weird and gratuitous and why. Okay. But here it goes. The suitors weren't <clears throat> going to give up so easily on Theophane because apparently there weren't any other decent looking marriageable women in her hometown. And why does a woman have to be decent looking to be marriageable? Blah, 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 blah. When Poseidon wow. found out that they were following her, he took yet another page from Zeus's super shitty dating manual oh, and turned Theophane into an you and himself into a ram. So a pair of sheep. Yeah. <clears throat> a boy and sheep and a girl sheep. 
Yes. And for good measure, he turned the innocent citizens of Kremissa into cattle. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I don't know oh why. God. I don't know what he thought this would do. Like, okay. Okay, there's a village or a town, and the suitors who are chasing them arrive at this island, and they see this town, and then just you know hundreds of cattle like oh my standing God. around. Like I was wearing a chitin the other day, but now I'm <laughs> a cow. How Anybody do I see open my, my door? I don't have opposable thumbs. <laughs> I lost my sandal, <laughs> <laughs> and. Surprise, it doesn't work out great for the people of Kremissa. The suitors start to slaughter the cattle. Oh, shit. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So the people, so he's upset that these suitors are chasing after her. Mm -hmm. And instead of turning them into cattle, he turns these this innocent third party over here minding their own business the hundreds of innocent third parties into cattle that had nothing that had nothing to do with him and probably didn't even know what this pair of sheep was doing walking down the street (laughs) (laughs) freaking moron oh my god and as soon as he starts to see the cattle being slaughtered in another astonishingly stupid fucking move poseidon then turns the suitors into wolves oh my god what the fuck does this do it's not helping the people of chromissa like what the fuck poseidon i don't understand this this is just like poseidon woke up and chose fuckery this is classic written by 10 year old boys yeah, or even younger, like I would say like eight-year-old boys, they're like, and then and then he turns them into cows, and then and then they start killing the cows, but then he turns the people into wolves so they can eat the cow. Like Yeah, yeah. Yep. <sighs> so apparently Carnage gets Poseidon in the mood and he oh. fucks Theophane. Oh and God. there is no word on her consent and any of this bullshit. I mean sheep shit, but I'll be here all week. Um, yeah. But a few months later, a fuzzy little bundle of joy arrives. And I'm of just course. going to go out on a limb and assume that Theophane was still in the form of a U, because otherwise that's just too weird. <laughs> <laughs> and she named it uh, Krios Chrysomalus. We'll just call him Chris. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Krios Chrysomalus. I want to say Chrysanthemum. <laughs> Well, Chrysomalus actually uh, has something to do with, like, dandelions, I think. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. Chris. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, due to his divine papa, he's not your average little baby ram. He has two special traits. He can fly, and he has golden (laughs) fleece. I mean, flying? Cool. Love it. Golden fleece. First of all, oh. it sounds like a lot of maintenance. Like, yeah. And then it really makes you conspicuous. Like, if you happen to try to be hiding from the wolves on the island, you're like, <laughs> well, we finished all the cattle. <laughs> right? Um, oh. It doesn't exactly like help you hide. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Fenrir wouldn't 
little crisp, but you never right. know. A wolf gets I, hungry. He's got to yeah. follow his wolf nature. Well, well I, yeah. What would he do if he saw? Well, okay. It's golden and flying. I think Fenrir is sitting there like, probably like, you know that? what? I'm hungry, <laughs> but I'm not that hungry because that right. is some fucked up shit that probably has to do with a god and I am out of here. That classic dog behavior. Anyone who has a dog <laughs> knows this, where the head tilts and it keeps tilting because the mm -hmm. dog is confused and trying to process. I can just see Fenrir's head is just like, almost upside down trying to process yep. a golden flying sheep <laughs> and he's like with my luck i uh, yeah i'm just i'm gonna go like chew on a stick <laughs> like i'm out <laughs> yeah so we jump forward because who knows how long mythology hey yeah let's just assume that little baby ram chris is growing up happy and golden eating grass and springing through the meadows and frolicking and whatever baby rams do. No word on whether Theophane ever got turned in, back into a human, by the way. And if she did, like how she felt about having... This is my oh. son, the ram, the sheep. Wow. <laughs> I think he looks like me, don't you? Like, I think he got his looks from me. Um, <laughs> or, or whether she ended her days as a sheep. Oh my uh, God. You know, there's no real resolution there so anyway now <clears throat> cast your mind back to when i first started educating and inculcating you and yes we spoke of hesiod the guy who wrote i remember the, the name yep and oh, right, he right, was right. from boeotia which okay. boeotia is um to the ancient greeks they stereotyped boeotia the way people today kind of stereotype the Midwest, dull and full of rednecks and just like plodding and whatever. Okay. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> well, it's, it's the stereotype, right? Because, you know, OG and I, and weren't yeah. you, we were yes. all born. Well, I wasn't the born there. Midwest. I wasn't born there, but I, I was moved there at okay. like two years, two years old. So yeah. Well, there you go. We ain't afraid of no coast. Nope. Um, <laughs> anyway, I actually have a t-shirt that says that. Um, Boeotia had a king named Athamas. And okay. I just, I keep wanting to call him asthma. So if it okay. comes out asthma, it's asthma. Okay. He married his first wife, Nephili, and they had a son named Phrixus <laughs> and a daughter named Hela. And no, it uh, has nothing to do with the Norse daughter, Hel. You know that's where my brain went. I That's why I wrote that in there. Like, yes. no, no, sit. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Nephili who was a minor cloud goddess and... After she had her kids, she's like, eh, this life on earth is just kind of meh. So she leaves Asthma and her kids. She leaves her kids, her oh kids, and goes back up to the sky to chill and party. Okay. At this point, we're like, okay, you know, it's natural that Athamas is like, well, that didn't work out. So, you know, I'd like some companionship and I need another political 
you know, marriage. So he gets another wife, a mortal wife. That's what he wants. One that's not going to be like, I'm heading back to the clouds. And he almost did it. He married a princess named Eno, who was half divine. Mm. Her mother was the goddess Harmonia and her father uh, was Cadmus, the king of Thebes, which is also in Boeotia. So it was a good political match, but eh, didn't quite get him over the no divinity allowed line. Okay. So Athmus and Eno had twin boys. We don't need to know their names or really give a shit about them. Um, Just keep in mind that Eno now has two sons who could compete for the throne and a stepson who is technically first in line. Mm. You can see where this is going. Okay. So, and I know you're wondering, where does Chris come into all of this? Happy little golden fluffy Chris. Well, just... Yeah, I know you're going to get back to that, right? Yeah, put a pin into that. We're getting there. Okay. So, Eno hates, and I mean hates, her stepkids. But she also can't exactly, like rearrange the custody and make them go live with their mom or can she i mean if they're dead they'd be in the other world and accessible to her but she's not exactly dwelling on the details because she doesn't give a fuck she's more interested in coming up with a super elaborate murder plan that will make her look totally innocent because bitch that always works (laughs) do they not watch investigation discovery like, the more complex the plan, the more likely you are to fuck it up. Or what? CSI. <laughs> yeah. What are, there's some show that Sam's been watching, some old show. I can't even remember what it is. But yeah, it's, yeah, I, I can usually tell from the beginning. Exactly. About two-thirds, <laughs> two-thirds of the time, I'm right on on who who the guilty person is. Yeah. Yep. So uh, this plan is on par with that. And it leaves me with questions and rage. So, you know, gets the coming year's seed crop and lightly toasts them, which kills them off. Now, when the farmers use the seeds and they must be the stupidest farmers ever to like not notice that, huh, these seeds are a little browner than they were before. (laughs) Um, Uh, but they get them and they plant them. And again, innocent people suffer and die because some power hungry political figure wants to keep shit all in the family. Surprise, fucking surprise. There's a famine. Oh my God. Eno then engineers an oracle by bribing the messengers to say that Phrixus and Hela must be sacrificed in order to appease the gods and ensure a good harvest. Oh my goodness. Uh, Athamas. Okay. Now, don't scroll any further. Okay. Because I need you to be, you know, not, <laughs> you'll see. So Athamas okay. is like, yeah, I mean, I hate to do it, but uh, yeah, we just got to do it. Let's go sacrifice the kids. Oh my God. Nephile <laughs> happens to look down literally from her cloud And chokes on her ambrosia when she sees what is about to happen. So now what do you think are her options for stopping this at this point? Okay. So she lives on a cloud. 
or is a right? cloud. I mean, right. well, she is <laughs> a cloud. Okay. Details. Uh, <laughs> she can rain on their parade, but on. <laughs> I mean, there would be a parade complete with like sacrificial bowls and penis spread leading up to the altar, like where they were going to sacrifice the kids. So yeah, legit, legit. Um, Rain on the parade. Wilt um, that bread. I okay. So at that time period, they may not have completely understood what caused lightning. So maybe they would give her the option of throwing some lightning bolts down there and striking some people. Hmm. Um. She's a cloud. Uh. She could block okay. out the sunlight so they can't see. Make it dark. All of oh, these try are oh, fucking no. reasonable. Oh shit! I'm down <laughs> with that. <laughs> what happens is that Nephile woke up that morning and chose the stupidest fucking idea ever. Oh my goodness! She swoops down and picks up Chris. Little fluffy baby golden Chris from okay. presumably where he's just been a happy little frolicking baby ram, probably a grown ram by now. And she appears at the sacrificial altar, tells her kids, no time to explain. Get on the flying golden ram. Oh, and when you get to Colchis in, in ancient Turkey, make sure you sacrifice the ram and then disappears. <gasps> oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. I mean... First of all, Chris is right there. I don't know if he heard or not, but I personally wouldn't really be in the mood to carry two screaming kids a couple hundred miles over seven days right. only to be turned into so much mutton. Like, right. Is that an option? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just going to pass. Yeah. Like he's probably but, sitting there like, lady, I heard you. What? Are you, what? Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. My Have you ever seen the meme where like, there's a unicorn in the driver's seat of a van, <laughs> like a yes. van, no time to explain, get in. Yes. <laughs> That's basically what I see happening here. <laughs> so <clears throat> over the course of seven days without food or water or whatever, um, apparently Hella, who is just a little girl, loses her strength and loses her grip on the smooth golden horn she is holding on to. <clears throat> and Frixis is holding on to the other golden horn but i'm leaving okay. all of that the fuck alone um and she <laughs> falls into an ocean strait oh and i mean s-t-r-a-i-t like a right a feature of a body of water right now eventually that body of water is named the hellespont oh. which is it you know hella which is also the root of helen hellenistic the Hellenes, the ancient word that they used for to describe themselves instead of Greek, okay. um, and pont, bridge. So it's like oh. the little bridge, and it's now known as the Dardanelles Strait. And you can scroll down now. <laughs> um, okay. And it's the body of water that separates Europe from Asia. Oh. And I took okay. a couple little screenshots from Google Maps. You can just type in the Dardanelles or the Hellespont, either one. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it literally is the little teeny tiny swimmable, literally swimmable, um, yeah. uh, passage that cuts Greece from Turkey. Okay. Yes. Yep. So there you go. Um, 
Now, so that's where she fell. That's where she fell. And okay. there is some mention that she's now with Poseidon. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. No, we're not going there. Um, now, Phrixus is struck with grief. And they dwell a lot on his fucking grief. And I could give a Seriously? shit. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. But Chris, the little ram that could, keeps going because he's got to get <laughs> Phrixus to Colchis. And... Eventually they arrive and Phrixus does the square thing by Chris and slaughters him and skins him for the pretty golden fleece, which he hangs in tribute as tribute in the temple to Ares, the God of war. Oh my God. Oh my God. Bye-bye Chris. (sighs) Yeah. So sweet little Chris, who is just trying to help and really got roped into this, like wasn't planning on doing any of this shit gets fucked. He's probably sitting there going, this would have been better if I had been eaten by that wolf, Fenrir. <laughs> exactly. He's probably like, Fenrir, buddy. I feel you, man. I feel you. <laughs> We're just trying to live our best life and we get fucked. And Phrixus, as befitting a cishet male protagonist in a story written by cishet males, is greeted warmly by the king who adopts him, gives him his daughter to marry, and ends up leading a nice, rich, comfortable, happy life fucker oh my god now back to athamas for a moment remember him the dad yeah yeah i wrote down a question about him that i'll ask oh yeah we have so many questions athamas needs to fucking swear off women because he has the worst luck yeah so he leaves eno for a third wife and has twins by her oh my god third wife is jealous of Eno's kids huh <laughs> go for baby and switches clothing with her kids and Eno's kids but I'm like the fact that there's at least probably nine months size difference doesn't apparently doesn't register but Eno switches it back and oh so for some reason somehow wife three ends up killing her own kids oh my god and oh my afterward, God. yeah. So <laughs> after that, Athamas is like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna go back to Eno." It, literally, <laughs> it's a telenovela. Oh my God! <laughs> Eno gets caught up as collateral damage in a bit of jealousy from Hera because that bitch is thorough, and she turns Athamas mad. And he slays Mm. one of Eno's sons. Eno grabs the other kid and, to save him, jumps into the fucking sea to escape with him. Oh, my God. I I don't get it. And they're now revered as, like, minor sea gods. And I'm so fucking done. Oh, my God. These people. These. oh. Oh, my God. So the only bright spot. For somebody okay. like me, is that aside from that little jerk Frixis, everyone who tries to get their hands on Chris's golden fleece kind of gets fucked. Yeah. So I'm thinking Chris is just enjoying frolicking around the Elysian fields in his new immortal, new and improved golden fleeced body, <laughs> and occasionally <laughs> laughing at the fucking asshats who show up there because they were trying to steal the golden fleece. And I'm looking at you, Jason and Medea. <laughs> which is a whole other story 
probably a multi-part one because it's a big one. Shit. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I have questions. Yeah. I wrote down some too. Yep. I have questions. So the fucking end. We'll be back with questions and shit right after this. We now return to the Drunk Mythology Gals for part two. Questions and shit. Okay. So it's not so much a question. It's just like, there is no A plus parenting from anybody in this myth. No, no one. I mean, well, there is uh, other than maybe Chris, Chris's mom. I mean, yeah, she was Chris, she did the best she could that we know of, especially lacking opposable thumbs, right? <laughs> and being unable to turn back into a human mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she did the best she could. <laughs> yeah, but. <sighs> You know, like, yeah, yeah. And then the only other thing I have about the um, murder plot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So did Eno have like a store of backup seeds to give the farmers? Because if they managed to kill uh, Frixis and Hella, how is she going to come through on the prophecy of, oh, the crops are going to be great? Like. Because if the crops aren't great, they're just going to continue oh. to kill kids and like eventually depose the king. So, right, like, you know, it's the details that get you every time. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. She obviously not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> uh, I would say she's the most Muggle of Muggles that ever Muggled. Like, not no imagination. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least not a decent one. So, uh, I got a question. Yeah, your question. So, um, so you said that a- Asthmus, asthma. Okay, asthma was king of Boeotia. Did I say that correctly? Yep. And that's where Hesiod was from. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> Hesiod was a real person. Yes. Boeotia is a real place. Yes. Is Athamas real? Doubtful. Okay. So this king, I'm doing air quotes here mm-hmm. with my fingers, this king of Boeotia, Athamas, is made up. We are assuming so i mean there may have been a king or a feudal lord of you know a little fief in boeotia okay called athamas but okay. you know this is just you know this is mythology so we really don't right. have you know it's not until a couple hundred years later that they're they're actually like oh maybe we should distinguish fact from fiction <laughs> and then Herodotus and Thucydides are like let's try this thing called history (laughs) okay and then I had one other question so yeah yeah yeah. Chris's mom Theophany Mm -hmm. I don't know how much how much do we know about her like what she looked like I'm this is this is the Ravenclaw happening here okay the whole question about was this Athmus asthma guy real that's ravenclaw this Mm -hmm. one is ravenclaw too was she blonde i'm wondering what led to chris being golden 
Yeah. So there isn't a whole lot um, about uh, Theophane. Like she's just kind of, she's mentioned. Um, hang well, on. She had a whole bunch of suitors. Yeah. She must so have been she, a looker. She was part <laughs> divine. Um, okay. But they, they don't say, oops. <laughs> Kim's I kicked gonna yell the leg of my desk. I'm sorry, Kim. <laughs> um, they don't say what she looked like. She's uh, apparently a minor and throwaway character. Aww. So yeah, because I re- I remember wondering wondering like, oh, is she blonde? Because I think at, in one of the versions that I was reading, it mentions that Hella had golden hair, but I don't, okay. You know, I'm not entirely certain, but I, I think it's literally golden. Okay. Like it's not, you know, it, it comes from daddy being divine. So it's not just your regular wool. It's gold thread wool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my thought on that but i am so proud that you were contemplating the hair color of the parent as well <laughs> that you were wondering about i'm two percent ravenclaw <laughs> those were the only two questions that i had written okay down. <laughs> well so i thought we would um wrap this up by <clears throat> talking about astrology and aries in astrology and using the most accurate of modern sources for that cosmo 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 like, magazine baby cosmo <laughs> magazine <laughs> where else are you gonna get a perfect <laughs> bring so, it on bring it okay <laughs> i presume um, you have it open because you did not put any of this in the notes i so do this is all surprise to me yay um and i even have uh, lists of famous Aries. Okay. So, yeah. Um, now, let's just see how well this fits OG. Oh, yes. They are the first sign of the Zodiac, so are, they are the baby of the Zodiac. Well, she she's is the, the baby youngest out of three group. of us, yeah. <laughs> out of the four of us, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um. They are the most raw with their needs, demands, and emotions, and can be pretty needy. I I don't think I would call her needy, but she's very protective of her routines. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't label her needy. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see how somebody else might, might, uh, well, I mean, I think, okay, so put a pin in that. Yeah. Aries command your total attention, loyalty, and capacity to entertain them. No, that's you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, I said they it. get bored real fast. Oh my god. So right? you were born under the wrong sign? Um, I'm not sure because I'll 
at some point we'll talk about a Taurus and then you'll be like, oh, fuck, man. So Aries have a very warm and passionate nature. Okay. That's absolutely her. Mm Mm-hmm. She's absolutely, um, yeah, she's all, she feels everything. Yes. Their yeah. Mars ruler makes them competitive and oh, yeah. really competitive. But she's so under the radar about it. Oh, yeah. But she is, <clears throat> well, that's why I love to like push a needle and she loves to push a needle back because I'm like, I want to see that little competitive button go ping. Yeah. Yeah. She's so competitive, but you, she keeps it under wraps so well <laughs> yep she might uh, be the most competitive of all of us which is oh, saying yeah. a lot with you in the picture exactly like <laughs> i taught her well um you did <laughs> they have a big presence and can light up a room absolutely when she's not here we totally feel that oh yeah And they mostly are lovely to be around because they genuinely care about other people. Just don't get into a competition with them because we all know how that will end up. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, They like winning, getting attention, and being on top. Um, I mean, goats like standing on top of rocks. Loki (laughs) likes standing on top of rocks. (laughs) Uh, yes, she <laughs> likes winning. I'm I'm not sure she is all about the attention, but she she does like everything else. There, I I mm-hmm. feel like was fitting, but I don't so, think she does it for the attention. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of the competitiveness can be insecurity. So, well, you know, I mean, that's all of us. <laughs> right. So, you know, but it's, it's, they, they're so competitive because they're worried deep, deep down, apparently that, uh, um, if they're really, truly good enough. Nah, I, I, I mean, I think we all go through that phase, like you said. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, honest. Oh yeah. Uh, they can be honest. Well, <laughs> but they can also be tactless. But no, I don't think that I don't think that's OG. No. I, I think she's more she's diplomatic. Not, there you go. There's the right word. She's she knows diplomatic. when she knows when to be just full up front and she knows when to keep a little bit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are uh very generous. Aries are all warm, giving, generous people. They love making others smile and be happy, but they kind of see it as a competition too. And before you know it, they're showing up to their well-meaning, but to share their well-meaning, but uninvited gifts and advice. (laughs) I can see her inadvertently becoming competitive in generosity, but in such a sweet, adorable way. Yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm the one who's like over generous with advice. I'm like, I have a solution for you. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and anything this is else not, on there? This is definitely not OG. Energetic. Um, Bouncing around from dawn till dusk. Never oh, ending no. energy levels. No. 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 She's way more chill. 
<laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she's definitely uh, very chill. Yeah. Now, um, th- they supposedly <clears throat> get along with everyone. Um, they especially oh. get along with Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo. Too bad we okay. don't have any of those on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I can never remember what my husband is. What is it? I'm looking yeah. it up. <clears throat> so uh, disloyalty is a big uh, turnoff for Aries. You expect a ride or die attitude and from those that you get close. And any kind of betrayal is like, you done. So, mm. so that is the Cosmo guide to Aries. Okay. My husband's a Pisces. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's let, let me pull up Capricorn because I actually Boy, don't know just... that much about Capricorn. <sighs> and guess what the and animal I, is? A ram. It's a goat. <laughs> Good thing you're a woman and you don't have balls. <laughs> uh, okay, let me close this tab that right, I just opened as pop-ups are happening. <laughs> All right. So, oh, uh, Capricorn. This is going to be great. Yeah. And while that's pulling up, uh, some of the famous, okay. <laughs> live Googling. <laughs> yeah, live Googling. Um, okay, how about I tweak the search term Capricorn? Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Capricorns and their traits, everything you need to know. Okay. Is mine coming from Cosmo? Yes. Okay. We need a we need a you know a stable sample base. Right. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Capricorn belongs to the Earth element of the zodiac, along with Taurus and Virgo, which is yeah, we're very compatible Whatever. that way. Whatever um, that means. <laughs> because like the Earth sign crew are all practical, self reliant, stoic, and ambitious. Oh my God, yes. You'd want them in your corner, but maybe not at a party. I object. I am a fucking ball of fire at a party. I'm not until I get the vodka in me. Right. <laughs> Capricorns are the hardest workers of the Zodiac. Yep. Oh my and God. Love I have nothing to... more than getting ahead in life. <laughs> they are ambitious, determined, materialistic, and strong. They will keep going when others would have given up 10 miles back. You literally ran a fucking marathon. <laughs> I did. I this literally. This makes them great partners in life as well as friends or collaborators. <laughs> yep. Capricorns or, or daughters keep... when you're elderly with dementia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Capricorns tend to keep small circles, but are yes. loyal and supportive of their friends and loved ones. They oh, love yeah. creating secure, luxurious nests. And living a comfortable lifestyle. Living well is important to them. Capricorns are born shrewd. They get what makes others tick. And they are self-aware of their own needs and traits too. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So famous uh, Capricorns, mm-hmm. Michelle Obama, I'm- Dolly Parton. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Legend. Uh, I Bradley know one Cooper. in particular. One in particular. Betty White. Uh, Betty White who? was a Capricorn. <gasps> Betty White was a Capricorn. Betty oh White God. was a Capricorn. Yes. Yes. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. So here are the flip sides of the uh, Capricorn personality traits. Ambitious Uh-oh. or workaholic. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's the positive <laughs> and negative of it. Um, yeah. Persistent or relentless. Um, huh. Yeah. Am I relentless? I, but not always in a negative way. It's just, you know, others gave up 10 miles ago and we're like, okay, (laughs) let's cut our losses. And you're like, no, I'm fucking seeing it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then, uh, sensitive to, uh, you know, the emotional atmosphere but also somebody who will remember um, someone who slights them or someone they care about, and it won't be forgotten in their book. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, practical in both ways. So, yeah, they are interested in making things better in the real world. They are yes. always smart and intuitive about how things work and like to get involved just to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Capricorns are also very disciplined. Eh, mostly. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Capricorns love being at home, doing something useful, practical, and improving. Um, puzzles and games. Did you not just post a goddamn <laughs> jigsaw puzzle I on your did. Instagram? Right. I did. And money. Oh, they shit. They love money. <laughs> or just working with money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm an, I'm an accountant. Yep. <laughs> yep. So let's see. Who are some of the famous Capricorns? We already talked Hello? about the famous Capricorns. We talked about them. We just said that. Yeah, them. no, I know. But like the... They usually, like, in these profiles have, like, a list. Okay. Um, Okay. Kate Middleton is one. There we go. That's another one. Um, All right. And then... Another big one is Martin Luther King Jr. Well, shit. That's right. Yep. That is right. And... Hottie Denzel Washington. Did you already say his name earlier? I did not say his name, but... Feel free to say it again. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Hi, Denzel. Hi. So uh, <laughs> so famous Aries celebrities, um, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. This is for OG. Oh, she Robert gets Downey Robert Jr. Downey Jr. Oh. Uh, Lady Gaga, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, awesome. I think that would <gasps> set them. The, I know, but knowing that Reese Witherspoon is the same birth sign is going to set her teeth on edge. And I love it. Is she it. not a Reese Witherspoon fan? I just fan. don't see her being a Reese Witherspoon fan. Um, Celine Dion. Okay. Is an Aries. Yeah. Okay. Marlon I'm not a Brando. Um, oh. Let's see. Leonardo da Vinci. 
Who knew? Oh, very cool. There we go. Um, Jim Parsons from <gasps> The Big Bang. Yes! yes, I love him. <laughs> um, let's see who else. Emma Watson from uh, Harry yeah. Potter. Yep. Uh, let's see who else. Victoria Beckham. There you go. Oh, Elton John. Wow. Cool. Elton John is an Aries. She gets some awesome names. She really does. Danica Patrick, the race car driver. Damn. Wow. Vincent Van oh, Gogh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Okay. All it, right. This is the competitiveness. <laughs> this is what's possibly. Yeah. We're seeing examples of the competitiveness trait manifesting in who makes it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who. Those that well, make hold a on. I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling up my um my Taurus so you can see okay. Taurus traits and personality explained again. This is for from Cosmo. Okay, Taurus is a very misunderstood star sign. <laughs> You're making this shit up. <laughs> I'm not. This is the first legit sentence. Many people think of Taurians as laid back, even lazy, and extremely stubborn. Sure, they can stubborn. come off like that. So, I've never been stubborn in my life. Um, I'm backing away from the lightning that's about to strike. <laughs> but actually, those behaviors are driven by a more intellectual and analytical nature than they're credited with. Okay, okay. yeah. Torians ponder deeply on all matters. Love, life, money, work, the weather, last year's Love Island. Um, they deconstruct situations carefully, pull them apart in order to understand how things work and what makes people tick. Okay. okay. This can take a while, hence seeming lazy. <laughs> right. But when it's done, the conclusions are thorough and rock solid. Okay. Yeah. Which is also why they seem stubborn because they know their own mind because they've done the work. Yeah. Um, classic Taurus people uh Adele, David mm. Beckham, Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, Kate Blanchett, Cher, Marilyn Monroe. Wow. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh typical, okay. Torians can be gentle and they can be fierce. They don't like to be pushed. They have strong opinions and they love their home comforts. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Typecast me. <laughs> <laughs> You typecasted yourself, honey. <laughs> I know. All right. So uh, here are the flip side traits. Perseverance okay. or possessed. If you want something done, ask a Taurus. There is no okay. task or challenge that will beat them. They have endless reserves of tenacity, patience, and resilience. <laughs> it, Yeah. Until it becomes something which, seriously, it's time to move on from. Relationships, right. feuds, hot dog eating competitions, et cetera. Why would I ever give up a hot dog eating competition? Um, Aesthetic, read fussy. They like the good life, comfort, pleasure over everything else. They love luxury. Okay, yeah. No, I like being comfortable. Their appearance, nah. I'm I'm backing off of that one because I'm not that big into like... (laughs) Yeah, I cut my own hair. All right. Yeah, none of us, none of us are that into that into our looks. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Patient or immovable. 
Hmm. Um, they like I think to animal- in certain circumstances that applies to you, but yeah. not in every circumstance. Yeah. They want to ponder and consider every move of theirs as well as yours. They like to analyze everything. And it's this eternal deliberation that makes them so damn stubborn. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They've already thought it all through. Yep. And therefore are totally clear and committed to where they stand. Yep. <laughs> Sensuous versus greedy. Um, huh. They revere the pleasures of the material world uh, rather than imaginative capers or fantasy stories. Food, drink, chilling, pampering, shopping, sex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. Um, uh, they have difficulty finding the off button for that, all of this that can lead them into trouble. Oh, okay. Chilled out. Are you even listening to me? Is something the partners of Torians will get used to screaming in sheer frustration and desperation. I'm feeling attacked in this profile. <laughs> they got your um, number. They did. So the the writer for this must know you personally. You know, The Rock (laughs) is a Taurus. I'm just saying. Um, Yeah. So let's see. Okay. Everything else, you know, they're just expanding on everything. The food, drinking, shopping, whatever. Uh, Flirting. Oh. Okay. I can't put my finger on why exactly, but Torians are always hot stuff and draw admirers like moths to a flame. They only need to glance at a dating app and it lights up with invitations. Oh my Uh, God. Yeah, no. (laughs) They know how to have a good time, so they make for great company in love or friendship. Now that, yes. Okay. But um, I, I, I don't think we're very good at flirting. We're good at, you know providing the energy of a party <laughs> but yeah. that's it um <laughs> let's see who gets on best with taurus i've always heard libra which is why i thought eric and i got on so well um turnoffs for taurus oh my god <laughs> god damn it <laughs> being busy Having a packed itinerary or schedule or facing a long list of activities to tick off makes you feel tired and grumpy. I'm telling you, this was written by somebody who knows you personally. <laughs> you know what? You might have the the author name might be there, but it's a pen name to keep them, you know, innocent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's protecting their identity from you. OG may have written this. <laughs> Either OG or Kim. And just to cover all the bases, I'm going to read a little bit of Gemini too, just in case. Yeah. Okay. So Gemini. Just the highlights here. Okay. Yeah. Just the quick little thing. So they are uh, an air element. They are super fast, super smart, super adaptable, and super curious. All this superness makes them fascinating to be around, uh, albeit only for short spells, because they can A, wear you out, B, get easily distracted elsewhere before you know it, and they're off. Uh, Oh my God, that's 100% Kim. (laughs) Yeah, Gemini's like variety, keeping their options open, having lots of opportunities on the go, and being in the know about everything, everyone, and 
anything. Uh, they are notorious gossips. They are generally kind, but there is a slither of chilliness and uh, detachment created by their air element and twin nature. Oh my God, this is so her. <laughs> you never quite know with which Gemini is showing up. <laughs> I only let the one who's got bourbon into my house personally. <laughs> and there's always one in the background taking notes and keeping secrets. Uh, let's see. Some... I bet you she's totally trolling us as she's editing this. There's oh, without like a doubt. That, that threatening thunder is, I bet mm -hmm. there, there's going to be threatening thunder in the background through all of this. Yes. Um, I'm sorry to have to share the list of um gemini's <laughs> kanye west oh shit <laughs> angelina jolie okay donald trump <gasps> oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> no i just oh. okay uh, um I mean, that's the note we just gotta end on <laughs> sorry kim sorry kim <laughs> Please don't fuck up the the editing, the editing, the editing, the editing, the editing. Don't make me sound like a duck. Blame <laughs> Cosmo. It's Cosmo. Okay. Oh my but God. where else was I going to get like information on star signs? So oh anyway. Okay. So this yeah. has been fascinating um a, a very <laughs> disturbing written by eight-year-olds myth about how we got a golden fluffy Please. sheep that flies living its best life in the stars and you know to... i kind of want to think of him and fenrir like eventually hanging out in the afterlife being like dude I think so. we chill we good yeah yeah i just yeah i think yeah. so Totally. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next week is going to be a special episode oh. where we step away from our mythology and we talk about a rather interesting holiday. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Fun, fun, fun. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> so in the meantime... And remember, Jen, you're going to have to step in for OG here. <laughs> Subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls. This is going to be so weird. On yeah. Instagram, uh, at Drunk Mythology Gals. See, I'm already messing up. Yep. On Twitter, at Drunk Myth Gals. On Facebook, at Drunk Mythology Gals. On the web, at DrunkMythologyGals.com. On Patreon, at Patreon.com slash Drunk Mythology Gals. Or you can drop us an email that we'll never read <laughs> at, at gals at drunkmythologygals.com. Maybe I'll open the email while I'm in Paris. Or not. <laughs> I will hunt you down and shank you if you check email in Paris. Um, and special thanks to sound effects Kim, both Kims. Uh, right. Whoever shows up to edit this, we love you both. <laughs> yes for putting the top spin on our sound. See, this is what happens when we get left 
unsupervised. Right. <laughs> um, and thanks to all of you again for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they want to bring over their uh, third wife uh, that you've never met before. And she's like, I'm pregnant with twins. And you've got a sheep in the backyard and you're like, run, run for your life. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, always remember, if the gods can behave badly, then so can you. You're welcome. <laughs>